Welcome to Evangel Church, where we believe in seeing changed lives changing lives. Happy New Year. <clears throat> so good to see God's house full, right? So good. So good to be together with you. My name is Pastor Chris. If uh, you don't normally attend here at Evangel, if you're a guest of ours this morning, we're so glad that you've chosen to worship with us and to, to ring in the new year of 2017. Thank you for those that came out last night. What a great time we had in God's presence. Amen. Uh, there are some things that I believe God did and worked in hearts and lives, and uh, we're just going to continue to praise him for those things. Uh, as we get into this new year, uh, you know, this is one of those years where the New Year's Day falls on a Sunday, a day of worship, a day when we can come together. And I just feel like when that happens, it's such a great opportunity for us to come and just come around God's word, come together in God's presence and start the year off on a solid foundation. And um, as we go into every new year, there are a list of resolutions, of goals. How many of you have made some New Year's resolutions, some New Year's goals? Anyone? Let me see your hands. Anyone? You've made some goals. How many of you are like, I'll get to it later. That's my goal is to make goals eventually. Maybe 2018, uh, I'll get into that. But we set out and we make some goals. And they're normally things that we want to change about ourselves or things we want to change in our lives. Um, and as I've been praying about the message for today, because with every new year, there's a new opportunity. And my prayer for this year, and I want you to make this your prayer as well, is my prayer is that this new year could become a new you. This new year could result in you becoming a new you. Um, that with every new year, there's this opportunity. And it's not about just the seconds or the time that's, that's changing. It's about the, the awareness that we have of, of newness and that the Lord reminds us through so many things uh, of new seasons and when he's doing a new thing. And with the turning of a year, I believe it's a great opportunity for us to lean into God like never before. And the more we lean into him, the more we seek him, the more we find him, uh, the more we can experience the newness of life that the Bible promises to those who believe. Uh, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is past. Behold, he's making all things new. In Revelation, Jesus said, behold, I am making all things new. And, uh, and so we're going to lean into that, and we're going to experience uh, transformation, I believe, as we kick off 2017. And we're looking, and as we begin next week uh, with our Greater Than series, that I'm believing that 2017 can be greater than any other year of our lives. And it's not because of anything I have to say um, or anything else. It's because there's one who has already spoken. His name is Jesus. And in God's word, if we lean in to his word, if we take him at his word, then it can change everything. And so for this new year, would you pray that there would be a new you uh, at the end of this year and as you kick off this year that your life would be radical and different. And I believe that there's some changes that are needed to be made. Uh, that's really what needs to happen. If you continue to do everything the same way and expect anything different to happen, that's really the definition of insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over again expecting some different outcome. Something has to change, right? Look at someone next to you and say, something has to change. Uh, something has to change if we're going to experience the newness in this new year, the newness that Christ wants to bring into our lives. And I believe there's one big shift that needs to take place. Because so many of us, um, our lives become busy and full. And the fuller our lives become, the more divided our lives become. The more we get pulled in so many different directions. Some of you, you know what, it's, what I'm talking about. You have so many things that have attached themselves to your lives. You have so many demands that are pulling at you. And every which way, you're being pulled and stretched. Does anyone follow what I'm talking about today? And you just feel like you're just divided. You feel like there's not enough of you to meet the many demands, the many things that are continually pressing on you. you 
you could wake up in the morning. Maybe even you woke up this morning, and the first thing you thought about wasn't the Lord. It wasn't his goodness. It wasn't anything else. It was about something that you had to get to, something you had to do, something that maybe didn't get done. I mean, some of you, you wake up every morning, and there's that pit in your stomach because there's something that's gnawing away at you, that's pulling at you. What would it feel like in 2017 to be free of that? What would it look like in 2017 not to feel pulled in those many different directions? You see, Jesus talks about this. If we look in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6, here's what the Bible says, and Jesus is speaking. He said, no one can serve two masters. You're either going to hate one and love the other, or you're going to be devoted to one and despise the other. You see, we can't have a life that's so divided in that way, and oftentimes... When priorities get out of sync in our lives, when other things are taking the first place in our life or a more important place, a more prominent place than they should, then our life becomes divided and we get pulled in a lot of different directions. And there's a byproduct of that tension. There's a byproduct of what happens when your life is out of balance, uh, when the wrong things are taking the first and the most rightful place in your life. Then, then there's a byproduct. There's a residue that's left over as a result of that. You see, when something's out of line and whenever something's out of order in your life, it begins to create something. And this something is something that you and I, we live with, and it consumes our lives. It's worry. It's worry. Worry. And you may think of it as anxiety or stress. There's, there's this amount of worry that can seep into our lives. It's really the residue that's left over. Whenever our life becomes full, whenever we put the wrong things in the wrong order in our lives at times. And, and Jesus has a lot to say about this subject of worry. You see, in 2017, is there something that you're worried about? As you go into this year, is there something that is unsettled in your life and in your heart and in your spirit? Is there something that you just don't know how it's going to work out? You, you can't see it on the horizon are there some things that you have a, a way that you hope it's going to work out and you have planned for it to work out, but as you really think about it, as you're by yourself, you can be as confident as you want to in front of everyone else, but in your heart of hearts, you're just so afraid. You don't know how it's going to work out. And you know that if it doesn't go the way it should go, that everything could come crumbling down. You, you know what I'm talking about. As we get into 2017, there's some things that are waiting. There are some circumstances in your life and how you approach those are going to fill you with a sense of worry if you approach them in the wrong way. And Jesus talks a lot about this. He says that worry can be something that happens whenever our minds get consumed with what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Here's what he says in verse 25 of Matthew chapter 6. He said, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Let me read that again to you. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you eat or what you drink, about your body, about what you wear, is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Jesus said he understood our heart. He understood the human brain. He understands the way that we're wired. you know why? Because he's our creator. He created us. Uh, he's the one that loves us. He knows us more than we know ourselves. He understands our hearts. And understanding that, he said, you've got to quit worrying about all these things. Isn't your life more important? than food and what you put into your body. And isn't your body more important than just the clothes that you wear? He said, you spend too much time. We spend too much time worrying about all the wrong things. 
worrying about and becoming consumed with things that really don't deserve that amount of time and that amount of energy in our lives. He said, you got to stop worrying about some of these things. If you look around, some of you, you have pets. Your dog doesn't live in a constant state of worry about what it's going to eat. It just trusts that the one who owns him is going to feed him. And some of you, this Christmas season, you fed him too well, right? I think about the birds of the air is what, is what Jesus said. He said, look at the birds of the air, verse 26. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't store up in barns, yet your heavenly Father, he feeds them. Aren't you much more valuable than them? There are farmers that have been listening to Jesus who have been through droughts and famines. You know, for them, whenever they were farmers and they were people that worked in that kind of society in that kind of time, I mean, they were so worried about weather. They were worried about whether it was going to rain, whether it wasn't going to rain. Some of you know what it's like if you've worked on Wall Street or you worked in different places where you're watching uh, every single day because there are fluctuations in the market. I mean, in one moment, right? In one moment, in one day, you wake up and everything had come crashing down and you feel that pit in your stomach. There are some of you that your, your whole career has been based on worry and anxiety as things are out of control. Some of you, you've, you've lived with that place of worry, wondering about all the external things and how those will be taken care of. Here's what Jesus has to remind us of. If we're going to be that new life that he's called and created us to be, there's some worry that we just have to stop allowing to consume our lives. There's some things that we have to be willing to let go of so that we can take hold of what he has for us. Jesus says this in verse 27, Can anyone of you by worrying at a single hour to your life. He said, and why do you worry about your clothes? Why do you worry about what you're wearing? And as I think about that, I, I think about our lives, and I just want to give you a visual illustration of what I think so many of our lives look like. I think we spend so much of our time worrying about things, and maybe one of them is what we wear. And so this is what it really looks like. No one can see it on the outside, but this is what it looks like. You know, as you walk through life, you're worrying about what you wear. You're worrying about what you're going to do. You're worrying about your job, your career, your spouse, your family, your kids, whatever it is. You're, you're carrying around all this stuff, and every day you, you're walking with it. And maybe no one can see it, but others can. Because the longer you carry it, the more tired you become. The longer you carry it, the more worn out you become, and and some of you, you come running into 2017 and you're just excited and, and there's a newness that's about this year. But before long, your life is going to become very busy and with the busyness and with the many things that are pulling at you. Yeah, you feel this way, but some of you have been off work for a week, right? You're going to walk back into work on Tuesday morning and this is how you're going to feel. And you're going to pick up all that stuff again. And, you, you know, for some of you, this has been a vacation from the stress and from the worry and from all the things. Some of you, it's been just a nice little break from all the realities that are facing you, and you don't know what to do about them. And for you, you feel like you're the one that has to control the outcomes of all of them. And so many of us, this is what it becomes like. Our life becomes crammed and full, and the byproduct of that, whatever it is you're holding on to, is worry. You're worried about all these things. Whatever it is that's there in your life, whatever it is that you're trying to manage. And he said, Jesus said this, how many of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? In fact, I would have to tell you that as science has proven it, the more we worry, the more it actually deprives of us of our lives. The more that anxiety and worry consume us, uh, it doesn't add it. I believe it depletes us of our life. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. 
And I believe one of the great avenues is if he can't make us sin, he's going to make us worried about the wrong kind of things. He's going to fill us with looking and seeking after not just the wrong things, but not the great things, not the best things, not the first things that Christ has called us to. And so the more we walk around with us, the more tired we become. I was going to actually invite someone up and just have them stand the whole time I was preaching holding this. Uh, I'm realizing now that would have been a bad idea. And you say, what's in the bag? What's in the bag is all the baggage that we carry into a new year, right? The things that it says, you know, leaving what is behind and pressing towards what's ahead. I'm a new creation in Christ. Behold, the old things have passed away. The new has come. But some of us, the new can't come until you let go of whatever it is that's in here. And you may not, I don't know what it is in your life, and you don't know what it is here in this bag. But until we're willing to let go of it, we're going to continue to walk weighted down, burdened, divided in every way. Uh, how freeing would it be for you just to let go of it, for it just to fall off? Oh, I feel better already. What would it look like to just say, you know, I'm not going to worry about this today? You know, that, that thing, you wake up in the morning and say, I'm not, that's not going to be the first thing I think about anymore. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, Lord. I'm going to look to you. I'm not going to worry about what I wear and what people think of me. I, I don't think I'd ever wear that. My wife wouldn't let me come to church. I'm not going to be burdened by these things anymore. I'm going to be free. I want to be free completely. Jesus said this. He said, listen to me. The pagans, they run after all these things. But your father knows exactly what you need. This is what the world is chasing after. This is what those that don't know the Lord are chasing after. They're worried about all of these different things. But you don't need to be worried and consumed with them. When I think about someone who's consumed with worry... And worried about a lot of different things, trying to do the right thing. Uh, I go in my mind to a story of these two sisters. You've heard this story before, but it's worth telling again. There is these two that Jesus loved dearly, Mary and Martha. And we find their story in Luke chapter 10. And in Luke chapter 10, Jesus shows up to their home for a meal. And as he's the guest of honor in their home, he's there among them. And, and the Bible says... That Martha welcomed him into her home. In verse 39, that Martha had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations, right? She was worried about all these different things that she had to do and had to get done. And she actually comes to rebuke her sister and says, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are what? Worried and bothered about so many things. But only one thing is necessary. And for Mary has chosen the good part, and it shall not be taken away from her. You see, it isn't in the biggest moments that your character is forged, that who you really are begins to become a reality in your life. It isn't through those peak moments. You know, you think about those defining moments in your life. You think about times when you've received that promotion or when something significant had happened in your life. You think about your wedding day. You think about uh, the birth of, of your, your child or your children. You think about these key moments in your life. And those weren't really the moments when everything was built. It's actually the moments that precede those decisions. It's the small things that are happening behind the scenes when no one is watching. It's the things that you did uh, that were really forming your character when no one could see it that led to the promotion, the thing that you see on the outside. Oftentimes, the greatest things in our lives, you know what they are? They're really just the tip of the iceberg. 
those big moments, your marriage, your the birth of a child, all, all those things that are, I would say, the greatest achievements you could think about in your life, they're the things that maybe everyone else can see as well. But if you think about an iceberg, how much of it is above the ocean line and how much of it is below the water line? There's a lot of things that have gone on underneath the surface that have led to that moment in your life. And for you, you can become so consumed with doing all these things that seem to be good, that seem to keep you busy, but that cause a lot of worry and a lot of anxiety. And you can miss doing the deep things, the things that matter, the things that no one will ever see but matter most. And Mary, on that day, she chose the best and the right and the first thing. She put Jesus first. And because of that, it made all the difference. And we learn a lesson today from God's word. Here's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. He said, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these other things will be given to you. He said, don't worry about all this stuff. And not worrying them doesn't mean that you're just abandoning them. It means this, when you choose not to worry about all these things, it means that you take them out of your hands and you put them in the Lord's hands. And you say, Lord, you're going to give me what I need, not just what I want. You're going to give me exactly what I need. See, seeking him first means that you're looking to the provider. You're looking to the source. You're not looking to the product. You're not looking to the provision. You're not looking to what you're going to get in your hands. You're looking to the giver of every good gift. You're looking to your, your heavenly father who loves you so dearly. And you're saying this, I trust you that you're going to give me what's best that you're going to give me what I need, that you're going to provide for me exactly what I need, not, not more, not less. You're going to never leave me or forsake me. Sometimes the worry that's consuming our lives is really this. It's a lack of trust in the Lord's provision for us, that he has our best in mind. It's trusting, Lord, I know that you can do exceedingly, abundantly more, but I'm just going to keep holding on to this just in case you don't. I'm just going to keep this, uh, this lifeline over here just in case you don't come through for me i got to have a rainy day fund, Lord, in case you are not my shelter or my, my strong tower anymore. Lord, I just need to hold on to some of this so that in case, you don't need any just-in-cases with the Lord of all creation. You don't need a backup plan. He is the plan. He is your all. He is your first choice. Like, it's like seek him first. Like, oh, but what if he doesn't come through? No, he doesn't fail you. He doesn't forsake you. He won't leave you out to dry. And even if he does put you in a position, allow you to walk through something, you feel very vulnerable, know that he can redeem that and will redeem that if you keep your eyes on him. There's nothing that you'll pass through. You'll pass through the waters and you won't drown. You won't be overtaken. You'll pass through the flames and you won't be burnt if you seek him first. But if you seek after all these things, they're going to burden you. They're going to weigh you down. You're going to experience in 2017 a whole lot more of exactly what you've been experiencing. And you're going to see nothing different, nothing change. There's something that has to replace worry in your life. There's something that has to take that place. For some of you, you get worried when you don't have anything to worry about. You're, I mean, like, like it so consumes you. There's so many things that are just continually weighing on your mind, weighing on you. wake up at, in the morning, you go to bed at night, and you go on vacation or you go somewhere, and there's nothing to worry about. And so you get worried about, the, hold on, hold on, what am I forgetting? What's going on? What, what am I not thinking about? What are, and it just consumes you. What would it feel like to be free of that in 2017? The Bible says that it can happen. Jesus said, come to me. All you who are heavy laden, all you who are weary, all you who need rest, all you who are thirsty. 
and you'll find everything that you need. For you and I, we have to move from a place of worry to a place of waiting on the Lord. Seeking him first. Putting him first. You see, there was two types of waiting that were happening that day at Mary and Martha's house. There was the waiting that happens like a waitress. It's the waiting on tables. It's the running around and keeping busy and keeping consumed. And some of you, when you think about waiting on the Lord, that's what you think about. You think about waiting on life. You're just running around, going through the motions, busy, consumed, worried. That kind of waiting leads to worry. You're carrying all the plates and you're spinning them all and trying to make everything balance without much success, I'm sure. But there's a different kind of waiting. It's the waiting that was happening right there at Jesus' feet. It's her just sitting in his presence, waiting on him, not trying to figure out when and how and where it will happen, but just saying, Lord, I'm here at your feet. I know that if I'm seeking you first that I'm going to find you. If I'm seeking you with all my heart, Lord, I'll find what you have for me. And I'm waiting on you, Lord God, as my provider. I'm waiting on you to work on this situation. I'm waiting on you, Lord God, to to come through because you're faithful. What kind of waiting are you engaged in? The waiting that leads to worry or the waiting that leads to breakthrough, leads to transformation, leads to a brand new life and a brand new you? What would it look like to wait on the Lord that way? It means this. It means seeking him first, not seeking all these things. It means first means this at the beginning. (laughs) It means first, at the first part of this year, at the first part of your day, at the first inkling that something is going wrong, are you going to seek out anything else or are you going to seek him? What would it look like each day to really put him first and to seek him first? That before you got up and you worried about anything, the first thing you did is you just waited on the Lord for a word from him. You waited in his presence on what he had for you. I'm going to invite Pastor Rick to come forward and the worship team. Whenever things get out of order and priorities get mixed up in our lives, it always leads to the wrong things. Whatever is taking the first place in your heart, the first place in your life, it's something that can either give you life or can drain you of your life. And I don't know what 2016 has looked like for many of you in this room today, but I know for some, you've had your priorities out of order. For some of you, maybe... Your marriage hasn't been in the place that it should be. It hasn't been prioritized in the right way in your life. And because of that, things have been suffering leading into this moment in time. Perhaps you haven't been taking certain things as seriously as you should have. And you put other things before those important things in your life. But before we look at any of those, there's one. There's one place and it's reserved for one person. And it's the first place in your life. It's the most important place in your life. And it's not meant for your spouse, and it's not meant for your children. It's not meant for anyone else. They can't sit in that seat. It's really the throne of your life. It's the place of worship. It's the place of greatest adoration. It's the place of greatest dependency. It's the place where where Jesus himself is made to sit, is made to rule, and made to reign. When we say this phrase, Jesus is Lord of my life, do you know what it means? It means that you have the first place in my life, Lord. It means that before anything else, you come first. After him then comes your spouse and your family and these other things, but 
for some of you, work has been in that first place. For others of you, the wrong things have been in that first place. Your life has been consumed by whatever it is. But I want to tell you, the byproduct of that thing, whatever it is, will be worry in your life. Your life will be gripped with it. It will be saturated with it. But if you could start out 2017 differently by saying, Lord, I cast off all these things. And Lord, I just come and I wait on you. You can choose in 2017 to continue worrying about all these many things. Or you can get down to waiting on the Lord. And here's what the Bible says. It's a promise in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. It says, for those who wait for the Lord, they're going to gain new strength. Some of you know it like this. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow tired. They will walk and not grow weary. This is the promise of God. That we can either be consumed with worry that depletes us, that tires us out, that, that drags us down, that, that binds us, that holds us back from what God has for us. Or we can wait upon the Lord. And that word for wait upon the Lord, that word in the Hebrew is, is a word that has multiple meanings to it. One of them is this, those who hope in the Lord, that find their trust in the Lord, those who put their faith in the Lord, those who wait upon the Lord in that way. But there's another translation to that word that, that rings true as well. This word in the Hebrew, quova, it has this idea of hope and anticipation and waiting, but the other, the other way that it's translated is to be bound together like a strand of rope that's been tied together, that's been woven together. Think about that. Those who allow their lives to be bound with the Lord, those who have allowed their lives to be woven into Him, those who have clung to Him in that way, they're going to gain a new strength. It's not going to be your strength. If you wait upon the Lord, if you trust in the Lord, here's what's happening. His strength is becoming your strength. If you wait upon the Lord, His provision becomes your provision. If you wait upon the Lord, His life becomes your life. You experience the newness that God's Word promises, that you can gain new strength, that you run and you don't grow tired the way that you used to, that you walk and you don't become weary. The things that used to hold you back, you find freedom from them, but it only comes to those who put their greatest hope in the Lord, who seek Him first, who wait at His feet. And so we're going to begin 2017 the way we begin many years here at Evangel. And on this first day, I'm going to invite us each to kneel in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to invite those that are on the platform to do the same with me. We're going to take a moment and we're going to, we're really just going to kneel in the presence of God. I'm going to step away from the pulpit we're going to vacate the pulpit to say this is just the Lord's place to speak to us. And we're going to put him first this year. So as we do that, I'm going to invite all of you all around this room. And I know we're, we're tight in here today. But I want you to turn right where you're at. And I want you to kneel in your seat. I want us each to kneel in the presence of the Lord. And I want us just to wait upon him and just pray and just seek him first. So let's do that right now. All around this room, let's all just kind of kneel in the presence of the Lord. And as we're doing that, I'm just going to begin to pray that the Lord would take the burdens off of your shoulders, the worries out of your life, the things that you've been trying to control, that as you kneel in his presence, that means you're allowing him to be higher than you. You're allowing him to be high and lifted up in your life. You're saying, Lord, I seek you first. I look to you first, Lord God. Thank you. 
Lord Jesus, we seek you first this new year. Lord, we step off the throne of our lives, Lord God. We vacate the highest places in our hearts. Lord God, we commit this new year to experience the newness of life that you promise in your word. Renewed strength, Lord God. Provision. Everything that we need, Lord God. Lord, we cast off the things that we've been worried about the things that we've been trying to control, the outcomes that we've been trying to make happen, Lord God, and we, we just cast them aside. And Lord, we just come back to you, Lord. We come back to you like children, Lord God, coming back to their father. We come back to you and we just lean into your presence, Lord God, and we just want to sit at your feet this new year, Lord God. Lord, we want to wait upon you. So Lord God, give us patience, Lord God. Give us perseverance. Give us the strength that your word promises, Lord God. Lord, I pray that the winds and the waves and the circumstances don't move us. Lord, I pray that they don't become the things that our eyes get fixed to in 2017. But Lord God, may our focus Focus be continually upon you, upon our Lord, upon our Savior. And Lord God, I pray that as we keep our eyes on you, as we seek you first, and as we give you our best, Lord God, that you would renew us in every way. That you'd infuse our lives with new strength, new grace, new provision. That Lord God, as we put you first in our lives in everything and in every way, that Lord God, we will see your glory on display. We'll see your healing flow, Lord God. We'll see your restoration. We'll see your miracles and signs and wonders. But, Lord, it starts with putting you first. So, Lord God, in your presence right now, we ask these things. We ask for your best in our lives, Lord God, in 2017, Lord God. And we commit to give you our best, our focus, our attention, our deepest love, our deepest affection. Lord God, we give you our all. Would you just take a moment right now as you're still in the presence of the Lord, kneeling right where you're at, and would you just begin to, to just speak to him, just yourself from the depths of your heart. You know what it is that maybe you've been carrying those things, and would you just release them to the Lord right now? God, you've heard every prayer and you've heard every heart. Lord, you hear our hearts cry. You hear our deepest desires. And we ask you this new year, Lord God, to infuse us with newness of life, with strength, with mercy, with grace, with everything that we need, Lord God, to walk with you. And we will give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise for what you will do. In Jesus' mighty name, all God's people said, amen and amen and amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet this, this day in God's presence, and let's give him our best praise. Let's give him the glory and the honor. Will someone just praise the Lord? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for freedom in your house today. Thank you, Lord God, that worry and anxiety will flee, Lord God. Thank you that your perfect love can cast out all fear. In Jesus' name, we pray for that. We take hold of that today in your presence, Lord God, for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' mighty name, all God's people said amen and amen and amen. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to yours. We're going to continue to worship the Lord as we close out our service today. I'm going to invite some of our prayer workers to come up to the front. If you need prayer, 
coming into this new year, if you're believing God for something, we want to believe God for the impossible with you. We want to see God move in power in your life. So please uh, don't stop. Uh, come on forward. Come on to, uh, to receive prayer. We'd love to pray with you. Uh, also, if you're new and you're a guest of ours, stop by the foyer. Make sure you get connected before you leave. We can't wait to see you next Sunday at 9 and 11 o'clock a.m. as we begin this new year with our new Greater Than series. God bless you, and we'll see you next, next week. We hope you have been challenged and blessed by this message. For more information, visit us at evangelchurch.com.